It's the end of an era. 2023 is done here at Sloppy Seconds. And to go out with a bang, oh, no. we have the amazing. Oh, <laughs> Has that been there the whole time? You need to see the doctor. Oh, God. We have the amazing Sasha Valor on the show with us today. We talk all about We're Here and their book, The Big Reveal, and their upcoming live show, The Big Reveal, live. <laughs> we also make them uncomfortable with some of your fucking disgusting sex stories. But, Y'all need Jesus. But please keep calling in. We'd love to hear people. it. Come again. Come on. Come on. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And happy Hanukkah. Thank you. Bye now. M. Oh. M. Mom. When first choice is a big old bus, you turn around and boom, you end up with us. Our number is 213-536-9180. Our email is sloppysecondspot at gmail.com. Now on with the show. Hi, you sloppy, you stupid little fucks, you nasty little fucks, you stupid little fucks. Whatever, sloppy second, Big Dipper Meatball. I'm Meatball, and that's Big Dipper. Hello. Hello. How are you feeling today? Ho, 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 and holiday ho-hum. I'm Holiday Heart. <laughs> would, would it be wrong of me to say that that wig is evocative of... Remember when Christina Aguilera was doing big hair? Yeah, 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 yeah. When she was black. It's it's in that realm. Yes. To me. It's very that. It's um wigs by tips. I always love her big hair. And yeah. remember, I had this in the honey blonde, and you said that wig would look good in bright red. And I saw it in bright red and I bought it. Ah! Fashion advice from me? Well, more like I need more wigs. Okay, smart. You know yeah. what Delta said to me, and then we'll jump in. What? She texted me the other day and she goes, she sent me a side-by-side of two uh, episodes of Very Delta. And she said, first time I ever wore the same wig twice. First time! Well, she's been doing it for so long and she has a uh, a whole storage unit just for wigs. She's 300. 300 wigs? Ask her about it. We'll get her back on the pod. All right, why don't you introduce our iconic and amazing guest? Our guest today is an icon, a legend, an artistic person. (laughs) Why did you put... Oh, she is iconic, artistic, academic, groundbreaking, show-stopping, boundary-pushing. She is the icon. It is Sasha Valor! Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm so good. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy that you're here. Thank you for that very generous introduction. Artistic. It's nice to be among other artists. Yeah. <laughs> Where are they? You earned it. They're <laughs> on my me. shirt. Art. I art, wore art, art today. Art. 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 Um, you're obviously here in Los Angeles. We're so happy to have you. Is it weird LA for you? Are you like such a diehard New Yorker that you're like, it is strange over here on the West Coast? It is a little strange. Don't don't <laughs> you trash. agree? It's a trash yes. city. It's weird. It has weird vibes. It does. It feels like haunted everywhere. <laughs> well, I think. For real? Uh-huh, well, I, think, yeah. I believe the hotel Spooky. you're staying at is technically haunted. What? Yes. <laughs> don't tell me this now. I have five more nights there. <clears throat> Maybe only four. Oh, you know I know? have heard all of those Yeah, stories. but I think it might be the one downtown is the haunted No, one. that's the one. It's yeah. the one downtown. A lot of murders. I don't think a lot of ghosts go. There's a lot know, of. Well, yeah, a lot of ghosts don't go to Hollywood. It's a little shiny over there. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> they want to be downtown. That's where I'm going to be when I die. <laughs> 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 where the fancy people are. Maybe one day. You're we'll always where there. the fancy people are. I feel like you bring a fanciness to everyone yeah. that you walk it's into. It's all smoke and mirrors. <laughs> good plug. Oh, good I think plug. Thank all, you. Thank show. you. I think it's actually all posture. Yeah. You really have amazing posture. 
Just like a stick up my ass? No, <laughs> I feel like it's presentational. It's like really gorgeous. Most people don't sit like that in the chair. Thank you. My dress is very tight. Oh, okay. To be fair. <laughs> she goes, I'm trying to breathe. Uh-huh. She's like, I'm trying to breathe. <laughs> we had Crystal um, from Drag Race UK on, and she fully corseted to sit in the chair wow. for one oh, hour. Yeah. And we were like, but your legs. They're going like, to go numb. But the silhouette from shoulders. That's exactly, that's exactly what mm-hmm. she said. She looks gorgeous. Okay, so the world knows you from winning season nine of Drag Race. Um, you were doing like a lot of drag and performance in Brooklyn prior to being on Drag Race. Do you feel like, though, after you won the show, like the doors just opened wide for oh, you to do oh drag yes. anywhere? <laughs> Literally, I could not get a booking in Manhattan before getting cast on Drag Race. Really? really? Yes. I had one booking. It was for Halloween at Bob the Drag Queen's show. <laughs> they were like, like, you're spooky. Bring Bobby over here. I was like, okay, great. I'll wait for next year to get wow, my second booking. so crazy. And then, of course, everyone, the second that it was announced that I was cast, or even the rumors started happening, it was an overnight change in what kind of what do you think that was that they just didn't appreciate like what you were bringing to the table i think there's just something about drag race that like tells people what drag is Mm. and i think i mean like it kind of tells me something about drag in the world like we don't have enough ways for people to learn about it yeah it's all about this show still i think like i mean since i was a system i was like I better get on that show because <laughs> right. I, I believed in myself even yeah. if no one else did. Which is so crazy because you were already doing what I consider as like such elevated drag before you were on the show. Like I remember watching a video from you at like Austin Drag Stop Festival. It. Oh my God. When it was the first time I had seen someone use like a screen, like a projection like that. And I was like, that's not normal drag. That's like better than drag. Oh, and so it's so you. strange that no one wanted to work with you. The did drag, you drag queens got me. Oh, okay. It was, but it's like, you know. The club owners were like, Projector? Projector? Projector screen? Ding, ding. Even at that even at that Austin drag fest, I had to fight. I was like in there in the afternoon when the club opened with my little like USB being like, uh, I have a really big plan for tonight. They're like, okay, but you have no idea who you are. Sit down, oh we'll get to you. That is so crazy. But you know. Well, so how do. does it feel like being thrust into the spotlight right after drag race and like being booked everywhere? It was like it was overwhelming. Really? You know? But I also like I Really wanted to do a good job at everything, but so the but the change from like I have one gig once a month to now I'm working three times a week that was a real shock, and I had to learn wow. how to like do everything a little differently. Damn. Yeah, but that's so long ago now. It is. Yeah. So long now ago. you're off to new it's stuff. Seven years. Isn't that crazy? Seven, almost eight years. We're, oh my god. We're talking about season nine on Race Chaser right now. Yes. So I'm currently re-watching <sighs> the season. And it is so wild. And something Peppermint brought up is when your season nine aired, and I promise we're gonna talk about new stuff. I promise. But yes. we're just we like to start from the very beginning like here. <laughs> um bald. Bald. But. When your season aired, I think the episodes were even shorter than 40 minutes because they were doing some weird thing with Wendy Williams and Ross Matthews, like talking about the episode while it aired and it like ate up like eight more minutes. And so we were watching like 33 minute episodes of Drag Race that season because it was the first time it was on VH1. People don't know how lucky they are to have had the 50 <laughs> the minutes. The 90-minute episode? Yeah, about all I don't remember year. that at all. You really don't? No, not at it all. It was Wendy we Williams short. like saying homophobic shit to Ross Matthews. Yes, I think it stopped midway, actually, because it was going so badly. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. What was, in that time period, what was like the weirdest, very much not Valorian 
gig that you did? Like, did you like present a new Nissan car? <laughs> did you like, like, did you have any sort of like super weird, hmm. you know, sort of ob- obligatory gig you had to do? The, I mean, just the circuit of clubs that I went to. And like, I remember going to Parliament House. Yes. In, oh, God. In, um, in Orlando. Orlando. Oh, my God. I love that The place. buildings, like, the building where they put us was like falling down uh-huh. on the outskirts of this place. And like, in the dressing room is all these. Miss Continental divas mm-hmm. like Chantel DeMarco was right there and I am putting on my Gollum number <laughs> backstage like gluing my little like pieces of hair right here and I look in the mirror and Chantel DeMarco is like looking at me like <laughs> and then like whispering to the other girls and then I went out there on the stage and everyone ate it up yeah absolutely and they were like we still think you're hideous but you did do a good you number. Tore, you <laughs> tore, but... You may look like, hideous, but... That happens hmm. to me every time I'm traveling, and it's, like, it's always, like, a Miss Continental or someone, and I, like, take my shirt off, and it's, like, hairy chest and, like, my back. And they're, off. like... And they're just, like... And you didn't want to shave that? You like, they like, always have something shady to frightened. say. Yeah, they're, like, ugh, gross. I remember I was filming um, that thing for Hulu. Bianca Del Rio had never seen my shoulders, and I, like... <laughs> Pulled my thing out, and she goes, "Girl, you got a squirrel on your shoulder." Like she was like shocked by it. That means you're doing it right. Am I? Yes, yeah. absolutely. I was looking at those Scaparelli earrings. Mm, yes, wealth, Mama, wealth. Okay, I one-time a... purchase. Well, I've worn them, the one. worn them for two years. Ah, since that. that would be me with any piece of jewelry I spend money on. I'm so cheap. What'd you spend on that? I don't know. I bought it downtown. Have you visited downtown here yet? Like yes. on fabric shopping and stuff? See, downtown feels like New York, and I love it yes. there. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It smells like piss. Hustle, yes. hustle. That, that smell the of fabric. Haggling. Mm-hmm. Do you haggle? People screaming. Or are you so rich now that you're like, I'll pay whatever you okay. say? I still haggle. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, like I like that. Well. I like that. But, but only like two back and forths, and then it yeah. feels rude. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah it's I'm part still of the lady. culture. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's kind of like you have to. Mm-hmm. They know. They know. The first price is not the price. Oh no, no, no! And then they'll always lie and be like, "Oh, this is actually like thirty-five dollars a yard." And I was like, "Well, down the street it was fifteen. So what's the truth?" And then mm. you let them rub up on you a little bit. <laughs> oh, yeah, they sometimes like to get a little handsy. Real, and that helps. Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> they charge you and more. They, actually, one time the guy did. He was like fifteen dollars a yard, and then he grabbed me, and I was like, "Okay, ten. He goes, "No, still fifteen. Okay. <laughs> is this true? You are a Fulbright scholar. I guess I was a Fulbright scholar. <laughs> That's like a big deal. That's I always huge. thought you were just being braggadocious in your clap first. Stop it. I was. <laughs> <laughs> so distasteful. No, um, I think that's amazing. Art. Art. Mm-hmm. Fulbright. What was yeah. it for? It was it was to study art in Russia. Oh shit. And I was interested in looking at like art that was free for everyone to look at, like out on the streets, public oh. art, and how it was affecting politics in such a conservative country. But with a strong tradition of like political art that right. goes against the institutions. So I was like, how can that be that they allow art that is critical of Putin? And it, it f- turns out, okay, now I'm getting into it. No, I'm <laughs> getting into it. That's <laughs> interesting. Because I have something... It seems there's such a tradition of art that flies in the face of the institution that it almost like doesn't register as being really political anymore. It's just oh. kind of like in this abstract art world and the people who are really, I, I, what I observed was the people like the queer community that's really fighting to exist, they want nothing to do with art and they didn't feel like it could change the world. Oh. Interesting. So that kind of bummed me out. Yeah. <clears throat> but it was one of the things that pushed me into drag because I, I started thinking about drag as this place where people do believe that art can make a, a real difference yeah. in all people's lives, even if it's just like entertaining and spreading joy and blah, blah, blah. So I was like, 
okay, let me get my hope back by putting on a little cat eye and some lipstick. Yeah. That's so cool. The the Keith uh, Herring exhibit just toured here. Oh, wow. And, you know, like the whole sort of like ethos of his message is like art is for, for everyone, everyone and it is everywhere. So $22 to get into the exhibit. <laughs> and then across the street, so that was at the Broad, and then across the street at LACMA, they had um, a big marketing sign up that's that basically said, like, art is for everyone. Our museum is free. Yep. Ooh, smart. <laughs> and it was kind smart, of a gag where I was like, oh, well, I want to go see the Keith stuff, but also cool, good marketing. Because, yeah. like, it did feel weird to walk around this exhibit where literally it just kept being like, his message was art should be free and for everyone. <laughs> and I'm like, bitch, we had to pay $22 to get in here. Also, they're now making like neon signs of his art and selling it. And yeah. I was like, that's exactly what he would want. <laughs> he would definitely like his stuff on t-shirts at H&M. That's what <laughs> right. he <wanted. laughs> Oh my God. Um, so, but you recently got to illustrate the cover of The New Yorker, which is yes. insane. What was that was experience insane. like? Um, they just like reached out to me. So the backstory oh, so they came to you. They came to me. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. The backstory is I worked for my day job before I drag full time was working for the cover cover editor. So I actually have like not uh, for the New Yorker for her other business which publishes comic books for kids. God. So I I knew her from way back and like would go to her like living room and literally like lay out books and pet relationships her cat. are everything. That's Don't so burn cool. bridges. You've really done it all. That's right. Well, just like three things <laughs> over and over again. She's like, just studying Russian art and comic books, and here I am. So, I am. so I did the cover. I did the cover. Self-portrait. Self-portrait. She like. Well, you had to make sure it was about you. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was originally going to be about someone else. <laughs> <laughs> um, I pitched. I pitched like a couple different options, and they selected the one where I was cleaning my lipstick off my teeth, which, as you've seen already, is a very uh, necessary activity before you go out and show yourself to people. I mean, that used to be my whole judge was that I had lipstick on my teeth when I performed, and everyone would always be like, "Clean it off," and I was like, "No, I like put it there." <laughs> yes, that's hot. And that's when my character was named Georgia Crisp, and she was like an eighty. Year old woman, what? and she would blackout drink, and I would always perform with a glass of wine in my hand. When what? was that? Wow. When I first started drag, like eight years ago. What is it? Georgia. Georgia Crips. It's like Re Georgia, but twice. Georgia. Georgia. Georgia again. Yeah. Georgia I've, again. I've never known Georgia. Well, she was a mess, and she was like in my real blackout phase, and I would drink red wine. Oh, so that part was all real. Night. Yeah. <laughs> to, yeah. It was like, a problem. It's a character. It's a character. It's a character everybody. choice. The lipstick is meant if to you be saw there. That the zebra dress come out. You knew it was going to be a problem. When Ooh, we should bring her back. <laughs> <laughs> Should we? <laughs> yeah, as performance art. Oh, yes, 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 yes. When you first started, would you ever just be like, DJ, put on that Kesha song and like do a pop song? No. It was always like a concept. To, to a fault, yeah. What do you mean to a fault? To a fault. Oh, just because it's like, that's so much, so extra. <laughs> But that's what's so great about you is that there is so much thought. My dear friend Madeline Hatter <laughs> in New York yes. City. <laughs> we know Madeline. We know Miss Madeline. Told me I would never get booked if I did not simplify my oh. setup. But I found a way. Yeah, yeah, you did it. You slay. And now she brings video everywhere. See that, you. Madeline? Well, she can't bring a video to Metropolitan. You can play it on one of those little screens oh, above the bar. You perform yes. with your head on. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. All right, let's take a break. We'll be right back.
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, a lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? No, really, how would you use it? Maybe bed. I always think about my work week and how busy it is, and I'm like, I wish I had an actual weekend. Now that really comes down to me planning my life a lot better, but I would use it for leisure because I work so much. How? What would you use if there was extra time in your life? If I had more time, I would do more hobbies. I would like pick up you more activities hobbies. because I yeah. love hobbies, but I just, I barely have time to do the stuff that I actually have to do. Right. Well, the best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more with it. You know, I think therapy, like the biggest thing that I get out of therapy is new directives. Like, oh, try this. Like, make a change in how you think. I think we all think like that's just how my brain works or like this is how I see the world but those things can shift and change and you can learn tools in therapy to be like look at it this way or try a new way of going about a project or schedule your day a little different you, those are things you can talk about with your therapist mm -hmm. if you're thinking of starting therapy give BetterHelp a try it's entirely online and designed to be convenient flexible and suited to your schedule just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch their anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash sloppy today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash sloppy. Hello. Hello. Now, you are not the only Sasha that won Drag Race. Not anymore. How exciting. Your sister, Sasha Colby, has snatched a crown. I mean, we all saw it coming. Oh, right? the writing was on the wall. Very real. When did you first, like, become aware of Sasha Colby? Um, Prior to going on Drag Race. Yeah. Through YouTube videos of her Miss Continental yeah. performance, oh, yeah, which yeah, yeah. I, like, you know. Where she's, like... I imagine myself with my ponytail and like, and like all is, the backup dancers and the oh so it is good. so crazy because that's like not the highest quality video and it's a wide shot yes. and the way she moves her body like you can feel her body and you can yes. feel what she's doing yeah, yeah 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 and it's just like it's so cool that it can come through the camera like that because she really like performs with every yes element of her body so yeah. even from a wide shot it's telling a story yeah i i don't know that we've explicitly had i think i mean we've had some 15 girls on the show we had selena on the show yes, but like i don't know like i wonder what it must have been like to be in the room when sasha walked in and you're like well maybe i can do second place <laughs> Fair. <laughs> like it just seems so crazy it is insane that yeah. she just like ate it up and she had such a history before she got on the show that I would be terrified to be in a room with her Yeah. speaking of being terrified to be in a room with someone remember when you booked me for Nightgown <laughs> I was so scared I was really yeah because no. like you're like an icon and like incredible and so when I asked to be in it, um, <laughs> and you were like, "Yeah, that's fine." I was like, "Oh Just God, like I gotta do it! I gotta do it up!" And so you had been doing it for like what a half year before that. Like, it, it was, was like pretty a early. Uh, it was month. I mean, we've been Nikon's has been around since 2015. Yes, but we had like you know on and off, blah right. blah blah. The Quibi but show. You were. 
at our like oh, yeah, second nightgowns at that venue Ballou. with Sasha Colby and Colby and Sasha yes. Colby. Yes, yes. In the she show. rolled down the stairs. She rolled. The, she rolled down the stairs. <laughs> um, it was iconic. Stopped yes. herself. Um, but yeah, that was our first night. That was like month two or oh, three really? of oh, nightgowns okay. at La Poisson Rouge, which is this historic music venue. Which I was terrified. I was like, she's you? such a genius. She's so smart. She's not going to want to talk to me. I was like sitting there doing my makeup like I don't even know what to talk about with anybody. And then you were like so fun and so friendly. I was like, this you. is not, you didn't bother me at all. I was just like, who I was like, is Ooh, this? What you doing she's now so on your face? <laughs> oh, like, yes, yes, no way. I went, I went, um, I had done like the full Delta number first. Right. And then I like took off the makeup and she came out of the dressing room and she went, oh, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I'm going to be George Santos. And you're like, interesting. And I like, walked away. So for people listening who aren't aware, when your performance of George Santos went super viral, it was at Sasha's, Sasha's event, mm-hmm. Nightgown. In New York City. And did you know that Meatball was doing this George Santos thing? Well, Meatball had tweeted, I'm going to do This, <laughs> this is, is Me, me. from yes. The Greatest Showman. And I was like, ha ha. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, I don't think anyone thought <laughs> no it was real. No one thought it was real but as at it all. clicked into place on stage, <laughs> I mean, I did receive the track, and I was like, okay, <laughs> okay oh my God, what's going to happen God, here? It's going to be a mess. <laughs> I knew it was going to be iconic, but it was so much beyond. It was, was crazy. Did you expect the reaction? No, not at all. I thought virality? it was going to be, like, flat. I thought it was going to fall flat, and, like, it was just going to be bad. Because I was literally in my hotel room, like, finishing the costume, like, ho- like gluing it together. Work. And, um... I was just like, this is not going to be good. This is going to be so bad. And I like went up there. Because after the Delta work number, I remember you were on the mic and you had to like explain camp to the audience. <laughs> just <laughs> in case. Yeah, you were like, and so that's what we call camp drag. And like, I was like, it was oh, not God. like that. <laughs> it was not like that. <laughs> it's what it felt like for me. But yes, no, you were like super nice about it. And then, um, I don't know, I went out there and did it and like, I had like never felt like that. The audience felt weird. Like it felt crazy. They lost their goddamn mind. Yeah, I was just like screaming the whole time. And I was like, I've never done anything like this before. So it was like such an honor to be able to do it there for an audience that like really appreciates drag. I'm so honored that you brought that. And like wanted to see good drag. And then they saw me. But then they saw other good drag before. (laughs) (laughs) They got it. They got it. I feel like, I mean, and then it went completely viral. Oh, yeah, it went insane. Everyone was talking about it. Like, the it. next day, it went insane. And I was like, oh, this is bigger than I thought it was. Your number worked on so many levels because it, it is just, like, a hilarious parody of George Santos. Yeah. But then if you really get drag, it's like a parody of bad drag. Mm-hmm. And That was the goal. It is so effective. I watch it all the time. Well, I still watch, like, <laughs> I think it's so insane that, at, like, every Nightgowns, you're doing three new numbers. Two, two new numbers and then uh, one recycled. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. I still, I'll take well, my two. Well, one, I mean, <laughs> we call that from the archive. Uh, archival. The archival yes, exactly. number. <laughs> Wait, so how did you develop Nightgowns as like a show and as an idea that would reoccur? Um, that went back to when I, you know, I had no booking, so I was yeah. making them for myself and my little dive bar that no longer exists called Bizarre Bushwick. That was like oh, yeah, legendary space. That. Oh yeah, a lot of people got their start. Like Mary Cherry got her start there. Yeah. All the Brooklyn figures. She's on the upgrade. Yes. Um, and how did it start? I just wanted different types of drag, yeah. which was not always. That's not how shows were getting booked back in 2015. <laughs> it was like it was kind of rare to have like a drag king, a drag queen, right. let alone like maybe like a live singing person and a more camp person and more whatever. Right. 
Um, so the goal is just mix that all. And then, I, like you said, I like, you know, man's playing drag in between every number. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so I the think... wax poetic about <laughs> but what I everything means. I thought that means. that was what was so incredible, incredible about it before it was even picked up by Quibi for the TV show was that it was like every lineup you were like, oh, there's like everybody in this. And it was queens that I knew because... I was like in the underground drag scene, but it was like, I was like, she's exposing people to drag that normally wouldn't be seen. And I don't think I would have known about Miss Malice at all if right. you hadn't have had her up there. And now I'm like obsessed oh with God. her. Yeah. She's, she's so good. And you. also, well, we'll talk about it later, but I like that you're getting drunk on camera now. <laughs> of course, naughty. you ate that up. <laughs> I love that. I watched the whole damn thing. <laughs> I was literally like, Sasha Valor drunk? What? It's fun. Yeah. I like you on YouTube. I like you on YouTube too. Uh, and I liked, okay, so how did the deal with Quibi come around? Um, literally, I came to LA and like poured myself out to everyone who would take a meeting with me. <laughs> uh -huh. And I was just like, this, I believe there's something with this show, Nightgowns, that has not been shown in drag. And just like the way we exist backstage with each other, the way the show happens, it's like not about competition, uplifting each other. Felt like a little bit of positivity in yeah. drag. Um, and then Quibi picked it up, which was they had a lot of money and a lot of like excitement, and then it became kind of a parody of itself. Quick bites, <laughs> quick bites, mm -hmm. quick bites. I mean, I consumed that show so intensely. Oh yeah. And I mean, you guys even got picked up for a season two before Quibi fully folded. Yeah. Which is like really incredible. That's gonna be a, it was gonna be so exciting. Yeah. Too. But that's kind of like the 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 Hollywood story, right? Like yeah. you just sort of go like, and now what do we do next? Like you've proven that your concept works. It's just right. about finding the right avenue. And you've really like made so much space for yourself. Mm -hmm. Obviously you bring along people with you, but uh, you've really sort of like carved out a unique way to tour by yourself in large theater venues that a lot of people weren't doing before. You carved out like a, a like unique way to present a book. A lot of people, maybe even drag queens have done the like, oh, I'm gonna write my memoir. Like I got a book deal, but you're doing it in such a unique and like true to you way. Mm -hmm. you, I feel you. like really, the big reveal. You yes, yes. your book's a big reveal. Thank well, you. Thank we'll you. Get, yes. We're gonna get to Every, all of everyone these knows. Everyone, yeah, everyone, everyone knows. Everyone already fucking knows. Um, how do you, I feel like and you do all of this so well because you take your time. Mm. Mm -hmm. Is that always slow. been part of your process? Slow, slow bitch. Slow. I'm really slow. slow I'm super slow. <laughs> no, you're very fast. <sighs> yeah, I think you are fast. I don't know about all that. How has, has being slow or taking your time always been a part of your process? Or do you feel now because your platform is so big, like there's pressure to get it right? And that's what it's, it's always you. been part of it. Yeah. Like, I, I wish I had learned earlier on how to go quickly. Yeah. Because at this point, it's like the only way I know how to make anything that's good. <laughs> right. I could make it, but right. I feel like I've, I have a very, I'm much harsh. I feel this is normal, like much harsher on myself oh, and my yeah. numbers, but I still feel like I'm maybe happy with it like half the time yeah. with what I put out. I feel the same way. Um, I sometimes can't watch recordings of myself because I'm like, I know that part where I made a mistake, it's coming up and I'd rather not see it. Right, exactly. Yeah. But you can like learn little by little yeah. sometimes. <laughs> sometimes I can't fix it. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to mess that up every time. Um, so how yeah. did the book come about? The big reveal. The big reveal, <laughs> an illustrated manifesto of drag uh, available now on my website. And 
everywhere books are I should have brought sold. it today because I need to get it signed. Oh, God yeah, damn it. Smart. I can run home. I'll bring it tonight. Perfect. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I wanted to write. I I really wanted to write like a book about drag. Right. Like not even my memoirs. Like my childhood is not interesting. Whatever. <laughs> like my parents supported me. Yay! <laughs> oh, how many pages can we have of that? But I did want to give credit to like who shaped mm-hmm. my sense of the world and of drag. So I had to get. I did give credit to my parents and my grandparents who were supportive. And I recognize that's like a special, yeah, positive story in this time. Of, right tragedy around drag um and then like the the history of i'm not a historian but learning about what drag already has been in the world and how much it's shaped culture and pop culture as we know it is very inspiring to yeah. me so i was well, like i had to tell that story yeah my favorite part about it is that you use references of like your own story and coming up in drag when explaining drag or like not explaining drag, but like describing the different types of drag, and it's man's man when you're mansplaining drag ball, and it's um I don't know, it was just like a, such a great read, and I like sped through it. It was so okay. good. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. And I often don't read. So. When are you gonna do an audio? Too. I know that's my favorite part was all the pictures. When are you gonna do an audio book of it? I d- I recorded it. Ha! It's probably on. Ha! Uh, Audible. Audible. It's on Audible already. Yes, no, I went to, to the, the studio. I had my tea. Ooh. I had to put How a pillow that? over my stomach because it was like gurgling too loud <laughs> for the very high tech microphones. Oh, oh, it was cute. And they told me how to pronounce all these things I was saying wrong as I wrote the book. What like word? there was a producer there who had gone through my book and researched the pronunciation of everything. I was like, okay. What were some words? Well, yeah, give us a couple. Oh, words. just like the names of dry, like Lan Fan from. The Chinese opera, yes. which I was always saying wrong. Got it. And I what did you I say? Can't remember, I said like "melanfant." She's well, you, you said it French. French. You said French. She's French. Mélenchon. Anything fancy and beautiful is exactly. French. Uh, of course. <laughs> um, what I think is so interesting about the history, I think, of drag as like an art form is often the like straight and mainstream representations are excluded from this history, which is like, oh, we're talking about like queer drag mm-hmm. we're talking about like underground like secret clubs where mm-hmm. there were drag entertainers expressing themselves and then you're like oh no let's talk about mrs doubtfire let's talk about yeah. martin lawrence on martin playing shenane and like that is drag that's at most the, people's first yeah right impression of what but they go is. like oh that's a straight man or that's a comedian I mean, and they're making fun of the woman therefore it isn't like part of the narrative of like the beautiful art artistic history of drag but it's just interesting that those things get like excluded or you know. i think and we have to own that drag has been used to make fun of people yes exactly and like that is still drag like <laughs> mostly ourselves <laughs> mrs claus <laughs> mrs. aka mrs aguilera <clears throat> just kidding but i think you know i think everyone who you know Puts on a little transformation. It's got a something, a little touch of queerness. Oh, I don't yes. for think, sure. I don't think things are as binary or straight as the world likes to pretend. No, oh, not at all. You wouldn't want to look this gorgeous if you didn't have a little, a little sugar. Bag in you. A little sugar <laughs> in your tank. A little yeah. sugar in your tank. Um, so, did you like writing a book? No, I, I actually really hated it. I feel How like long most did it people take do. You? It took me three years. It was like during the pandemic, and then like I started touring again, and I couldn't at all write when I was doing drag or oh, anything. Yeah. It was really hard. Yeah. Like I love 
I'm, I'm, I don't love writing a text message, let alone <laughs> a book. <laughs> also, we're more similar than I thought. I never write back. Yeah, it seems like such a huge endeavor. Yeah, it is. I'm amazed that people do that as like their job. Their jo- and they're just like, have fun with it. Yeah. It's like every word agony. Did you have to set up like, okay, today I'm writing 10 pages or like today I have yeah. to sit down and write? Yeah, but sometimes I'd write like 10 words and then be like, you're <laughs> stupid. You're <laughs> bad at this. Oh, like, no. give up. But well, how do you know get past there. that like self-judgment, self-doubt? Um, Just like trying again the next day. <laughs> <laughs> just a nap. A nap. Honestly, yeah. A couple crackers, little cheese, reset. Couple shrimp. You like shrimp? <laughs> I love shrimp. Shrimp's my favorite. Is it really? I yeah. could eat it all day, every day. And do you? No, not as often, not as, as, often you as, as I like. want. You probably eat crab rangoon more than you eat shrimp. Yeah, but I can't Ooh, eat that because I'm pancreatitis. Now, are you ready I for? I think it has crab in it. What? Crab no, rangoon. it's imitation crab okay. for sure. It has crab. Essence. Crab essence. Oh, I love that. Crab essence. Just like me. <laughs> Just a little I'm a essence. Oh, oh, me too. Yeah. Oh my god, we are the oh same. Oh my gosh. Twinsies. Crab all right. All right. All right. So tying into your presence on YouTube, and like I feel like I've seen you more on social media as of late. Yeah. Was You've this really been playing? Was the game. this tied into like? Book promotion? Yeah, but I just for my own desire to but hustle now you're my having own fun. thing. Yeah. It's not fun. No, it is fun. Yeah. I'm enjoying the YouTube of it all. Like coming yes. up with these like, you know, Geeky things ideas. and I edit them myself. Yeah. What? I you love, don't have like, a team? Johnny's I, not doing it? Uh, what jo- is your job? Johnny sets up the file for me. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny mics me. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think I have a t- some small team. Yeah. Supports. Yeah. I it's it, to me it's so fun. Like your tour announcements, just like things that you've been sharing and like the way you've been editing and I feel like you're so aware of your image, which, to be frank, I think is, like, very polished, very put Mm -hmm. together, serious, and you're being playful now. It is so, like, refreshing. And I feel like, I mean, I'm such an outsider here. We just met, but I feel like you have always been this playful, but we haven't seen it. And so it is so fun to see you on YouTube and on social media being playful Okay, thank you. And drop. drop. That's the real (laughs) secret to success. (laughs) Get her sauce. For me, it was a little tequila every now and then. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I remember I was in your dressing room stealing your tequila at the Mm -hmm. show. Yes, I'm not a tequila girl, so it's all yours. I'm a thief, mama. She's a thief. All yours. It It was there for you. (laughs) (laughs) She'll still continue. And I almost left with the bottle. Yeah. Oh, I I take my bottle of whiskey every time from there. Really? Yeah. Are we not supposed to? I don't know. Sorry to the Poisson Rouge in New York City. You're like, sorry for bringing you a sold out crowd. I'm taking my whiskey. That seems fair. We're going to be right back after this. We're back! Beautiful tone. I couldn't do it when the girls that can sing were here. <laughs> Beautiful tone. You, you didn't want to put them to shame. Yeah. No, 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 absolutely not. Speaking of being fun and goofy and playful, we have a little game to play with you. And it's Uh-oh. based on the 2008 Tyra Banks interview with Beyonce, not entitled... That. 
Beyonce, say my name, say my name. But this time we're going to... The reason Beyonce stopped stop doing, doing interviews. interviews. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so you know it. We had Laganja on, and she goes, I don't know what you're talking about. And I was like, uh-oh, okay. So this one we're going to call Slap My Name, and I'm going to give you a bunch of rapid-fire questions that are based... Kind of on your name. Slant rhymes. Slant, slant rhymes. You know what I mean? Okay. Because you're a writer. You know what a slant rhyme oh, is. sure. It means it doesn't rhyme. <laughs> Sasha in store. Do... Oh, we're going to start over again. <laughs> Cut that. Did you get it? Do you see my rhyme? In store. store. Instead of valor in store. Sasha in store. Did you do any in-store book signing experiences when your book came out? Yes, I released the book at the Strand Bookstore <gasps> in New York City with Miss Malice. And I did a signing there very first day. And then I went to Mall of America and signed <gasps> right outside the Barnes & Noble where like... They wouldn't let you in? Where they wouldn't let me in the door. But <laughs> I could do it in the lobby. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we had so many people. We had to do it in the atrium. No, that's not true either. Uh, but Britney Spears like performed there. At the Mall of America. At the Mall of America. Mall of America. Did America. you like the Mall of America? Did you get to walk around at it all? A little, the, the yeah. Roller coasters? I got, Did you like, go on the roller coasters? I didn't go on the roller coasters. <sighs> the mall was like closing when I was leaving. Uh, oh. It's, her line was too long. Her what line do you was expect? That mall is huge. Did you know that there's multiple store like of the same store in it because it's so big yeah. that they have oh. like multiple um Aeropostales. Aeropostales. <laughs> of course, it's the most popular. <laughs> the Mall of America. Yeah. Okay. Sasha Major. Major. Sasha Major. Have you ever had to invoke the force majeure clause in your business contract? I don't know what that is. I, was I that don't the know what act that of is God? either. No. It's the act of God. Oh. It's like, oh, I can't come because force majeure. No. Okay. That was a good one. <laughs> that was a good one. It's a good one. We learned, we learned something. We did. We all are learning together. <laughs> Sasha Endure. What's the longest theater piece or performance art piece you've sat through? Oh, my God. <laughs> I went to... Okay. I went to see this Tom Stoppard play at Lincoln Center that took all day. <gasps> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And then... Mm-hmm. What did you do? I sat through the whole thing. It was about Russian like utopian philosophers and they just debated their ideas. I, I went, my dad is a Russian historian. It was oh, his right, dream right, right. to go. I went with him. He, every break, he would add more information to us. I was like, every break was just more of the same. Oh God, but, you your know, poor brain. I'm a good son. Yeah. You are. <laughs> what so about you? Longest thing I sat through that wasn't good? You're like 30 minutes and then I left. Uh, Wicked Act 2. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I saw The Seagull one time when it was on Broadway, and it was Kristen, someone was in the lead, and it was one of those plays where it was just like, st- everything was stripped away, so it was just like a table, and then the actors. You can't even I drift can't, your eyes to something beautiful. Yeah, like I couldn't even look at stuff on the set or anything. It was just like a black curtain, so I kind of fell asleep, fully fell asleep, and the lady next to me had to keep elbowing me to wake up, because wow. I was snoring. That's You were snoring? I snored. Sasha Poor, when was the last time you were? Poor. <laughs> oh, how deep should we get? I think there's like there's different kinds of wealth. Yes. Mine mm-hmm. is costume wealth. Oh. That's all she's got right now. Okay. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Sasha Amour. What do you love? What do I love? Um, I love my partner Johnny and our dog and our little queer life together in Brooklyn. Oh. Sasha Dior. Do you have any Dior in your closet? No. Oh, I have. I have a makeup product. <laughs> okay. In my makeup closet, the the, the like uh, the spray. I don't think they even make it anymore. It's like a 
spray foundation. Oh, oh is it the Willow air flash? The yeah. air flash. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. I use that on the back of my head. But I've moved to Sally Hansen because oh, you Poor. like the leg spray. Sasha Porn. <laughs> She's like, baby, I had to write a book for three years. Sasha Porn. Sasha implore. Please, 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 will you unlock my pathetic cock? Oh my god. <laughs> It's not up to me. <laughs> it's not up to you. Exactly. <laughs> Sasha Eeyore, have you ever been a sad sack or a Debbie Downer? Yes. <clears throat> Kasha Valor, have you ever worked with Miss Kasha Davis? Yes, in her home bar in Rochester. 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 Yeah. Um, and we like clicked right away. She's I love great. her. She's a good I time girl. Yeah. She's and she so, needs to be around kids. So buff. Yeah. Cro- she's, you know yeah. I mean? Ooh. Crotch of Are you a fan of gray sweatpants season? Oh, yes. Top of Allure-ning to you. Are you a morning person? That was a bad one. <laughs> top well, of the morning to you. Different direction. Uh, top. Uh, <laughs> top. Yeah, uh, valorning to Top you. Top of valorning to you. Yeah, come on, I like it. <laughs> These are good. Thank you. <laughs> These are good. <laughs> are you a morning person? Yeah, I like that. I, yeah, I wake up with the sun. Slosh of allure. You ever get blackout drunk? I don't think I can get blackout drunk. I've got you know good drinking genes. Oh, we know you have. Yeah, like blackout? constantly. I like she's that used to be doll. my go-to. She's for Georgia Blackout. Or Georgia Crisp. <laughs> I don't know where the crisp came from. Yeah, it's what crisp. is a Georgia Crisp? <laughs> no, I don't it know. It sounds like it would it's be like Oh, maybe it's some sort of dessert. A Georgia Crisp? Ooh, I don't know. Like a, like Again, a baked, I was not in my Alaska? right yeah. mind when that character <laughs> came <laughs> out. <laughs> <laughs> Sasha Pondafloor. Are you a fan of dance hall music? Uh, not particularly. I need to explore. Sasha Shakur. Do you think Tupac is still alive on an <laughs> island somewhere? These are bad. I think these are hilarious. You're just not delivering them well. Also, uh, 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 you just said one. Explore. Sasha, explore. What's going on back door? <laughs> <laughs> not Sasha back door. No, no Sasha <laughs> back door. <laughs> See, these are the ones I should have been writing. Yeah, you, you said it. You should have been writing them. I'm not the producer here. Johnny, you got any? <laughs> well, and we made and it. And that's to... the end of the game. Oh, I'm God. glad that that happened. <laughs> wow. Slay, faggot. I'll never forget this. Me either. Wow. I'm going to cut that whole thing out. How very and dare you. And we're going to go take a break after no, that. let's okay. keep talking. Let's talk about touring. Do you enjoy touring? Is it fun for you? Yeah, I do, I do like touring. Okay. I love like seeing only the area of a city right around the theater. <laughs> <laughs> so that's so part. weird. Right? Right? You're like, yeah. oh, I yes, I've been to Kansas City. <laughs> and every time someone's like, oh, did you did you go do this, 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 and this? And you're like, I was there for two days. Like I slept and then I went Less to the theater. Less than two days. Yeah. And like you don't even get to go to a restaurant. Yeah, really, no, it's all like, just the like show you is order during it. those hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I did, I like it. Yeah. What city has like the best theater and things directly around it that you've been to? <laughs> <laughs> theater and things directly around it. Mm. Mm. That's a toughie, huh? Yeah, none of them are really that great. I know. Theater districts aren't known for their good Not anymore. Food. No. I think they were. There was a time when it was all bustling. God, there are so many theaters in downtown LA that are just like closed. closed. 
really. There yeah, are yeah. huge, beautiful oh, yeah, theaters. One of them's now an Urban Outfitters. A right. couple of them are just oh, yeah. closed. And there's like six that, that are operating. What's funny is that they keep the facade. Yeah. Like they keep everything in case it's going to go back to being a store <laughs> or back to being a theater. But then you're like, why am I in a Chase Bank with like gold everywhere? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's ornate. So like, was Smoke and Mirrors your first like big tour that you did yeah, solo? Absolutely. That one was huge. It was, yeah. I mean, I toured it for like three years. And it's been everywhere, I think. Like Australia, South America. I just took some, the, some of those numbers. <laughs> I changed it a little bit, but just took them to like Buenos Aires. Wow. And Mexico City for the first time this last summer. And now I'm like retiring a little bit of that. Retiring my tree. And do you feel like when you're able to do those in a theater, obviously they're made specifically for that type of environment. Like, are you like, oh, fuck yeah, I'm in my element when you're in a theater? Like, do you even do bar shows anymore? I do. Well, I mean, I, Nightgowns is kind of a bar show. So I feel like, so everything, everything I perform. <laughs> the eye roll? It's not a bar show. It's a seated theater performance. <laughs> it's a cabaret experience. Okay. They're standing cabaret. at the back. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had to get those extra rooms. <laughs> um... I feel like every I can come up with the idea better for a bar because then you're just thinking about like just the pure elements of like am I telling the story, how what little gestures are going to work, and then it's easy to like make it bigger. Mm. But I actually feel like you should develop things for a bar. Yeah, oh, yeah, because oh, you really yeah. have to hold people's attention. Like it they're... can't be about the costume and right. the visuals. That that is icing on top of a good idea. Totally, that's so smart. Yeah. And do you like with the tour because you're sort of carving your own lane out? Like you are a producer on this. Like, do you like getting in the nitty gritty with like the routing and the the schedule and the merch and the whatever? Or is that more of out of necessity you do that because no one else can do it? I have opinions on all of okay. those things. <laughs> <laughs> um. No, I, I, anyone can do it. I oh, think. okay. But I think it's good to have the drag queens involved in that, yeah. learning how to do it. And yes. There's going to be a day where I can't, I already can't, like, you know, do anything physical, but where I can't <laughs> even get up on stage in my heels and my corset anymore. So I feel like having some business skills by then will be helpful. But yeah. to be truthful, it's mostly like the rest of my team who Got deals it. with that kind of thing. And I just look at the schedule and say, like, Yes, I can do five shows back to back. <laughs> no problem. Yes. I'll be staying in a glamorous hotel on night four. Though. <laughs> um, yeah, so it is. I remember talking to Alaska and Willem about a lot of like early touring as the sort of post television machine was yeah. beginning. And there was just like so many lessons to be learned about what worked and what didn't work mm -hmm. and what felt fair and good and what didn't. And even to this day, I think there are some people who just choose to be a part of a thing where they get paid well and they just have to show up and only do what they need to do. Right. And then there are other people who go like, oh, I'm going to actually like, like handle this yeah. for myself. Yeah. And the return is very different. Both like the the you know emotional return, but also the financial return. Like when you're not you know just one of twelve, and there aren't ten middlemen. Like there's a different scenario when you're booking right. a theater. The yeah. guarantee is much lower, yes. but yeah. like you have the potential to to make more money in the right. long run. Absolutely. And also like you're invested in the show going well, which right. was not an experience I necessarily had when I'm just like booked to just do two numbers. Mm -hmm. right. I'm like, okay, I'm responsible for this entire evening. From the second they come into the theater to when they leave, and if they 
are unhappy, they have no one really to blame but me. So <laughs> I really better make this good. Well, do you feel like that with Fat Slut? I was going to say, like, with Fat Slut, it does feel more rewarding to be like, oh, I'm the one planning this. I'm picking the girls in the other city. I'm choosing where we're staying. So there's no question of, like, is this hotel good or bad? It's right. like, I'm in charge of all of it. And then I get to be like, I feel calm about it. Whereas I've done one of those big tours where you're just, like, one of the six girls. And it's just like everything's up in the air. It's like whatever they decide and you don't get to pick what time you leave or any of that stuff. And it's like, I don't like not being in control like that. It makes me feel very uncomfortable. Right. So I, I agree. You can't I, fix anything if it goes wrong. If anything goes that's wrong, like, it's no, it's like, I think someone we do know, problem. like yeah. drag queens know how to fix things. Yes, absolutely. Girl. But little we have to have some. Heart. Yeah, E6000 and hang it out the window. <laughs> hang what? Oh, the garment? Just any garment. <laughs> the girl. <laughs> the girl. Yeah, <laughs> hang, the the hang the girl out the window. So Jesus. do you feel like, um, because of Smoke and Mirrors, I mean, you did it for so long, you're so much more ready now for the big reveal live show. <laughs> Do you have yes, your I'm... favorite cities picked out? Yeah, I'm re- well, I'm excited to go to Paris and perform at the Folie Berger oh. and look into Josephine Baker's mirror on side, <sighs> side stage again. Um, again. But yeah, I'm excited. Again. 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 You heard that. Mm-hmm. She slid that in. Again. <laughs> <laughs> Silly. So you're leaving out on the road early next year. Yeah. Are you excited? Yeah, February we start. I'm doing like a little preview to get everything ready in New York at La Mama, which is like a historic off-off Broadway underground theater in New York. Um, And it's going to be, I started this tour last year inspired by the book, but this is like to the next level. And it's just you the whole time? I have a different guest in each city. Okay. Who's someone who's like a local drag performer. Local queen. Yes. Could be so probably not. <laughs> you know, Ray Latrey is available. <laughs> <laughs> That's really exciting. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. It's like it's very theatrical. I don't. I don't yeah, what like makes it? What's it. different about this? I guess if you don't want to spoil it, there's a theater it. curtain. There's a, cur- there's a curtain in her leg and her armor. It's really dramatic. All the transitions are really dramatic. Okay. I feel like that's where, th- you know, architecture happens at the corners. Yes. yes. Theater happens at the transitions. Yes. yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I remember one of the last, like, theater productions I did when I was living in Chicago. I was the assistant director, and it was, it was this. wicked. It was this really, like, intense play that was just, like, a bunch of scenes of people talking. Like, not a lot happening, but people talking. But time would pass in between. Mm -hmm. And my job as the assistant director was to stage the transitions. But they were meant to be logistical. But I ended up, like, choreographing them to, like, mean something. And I'm sure you did. (laughs) And they meant something. And the play was made from the transitions. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. No, those moments, though, because they can be, like, chilling. I have that feeling where you, like, it's also just the air conditioning just kicked on. I'm like, (gasps) getting chills. (laughs) We can turn it off. It's getting cold again. When you leave the sparkly top hat on the stage in the single spotlight. It does something to you. And then the monster claw comes and takes it away. Are they like, what was this play about? (laughs) I'm talking about your show. Oh, okay, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The dog comes out grabs it. Um, so why don't we talk a little bit about TV since now you're going to be an HBO diva star. Oh, yes. Yeah. This is exciting. You were chosen to be one of the new cast members for We're Here! Season four, baby! Season four. That show has made a huge impact. Are you ready for your Emmy? I am. Do you know where you're going to put it? (laughs) I've got a lot of shelves that are... (laughs) 
I need something shiny on right it. Right next to the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> next to my Brooklyn Nightlife Award. Yeah. <laughs> my it's three bricks stacked on top of each other. My, nothing to, uh, my cans of soup. Know, shake <laughs> How has that been? Like, I mean, I don't know if you're allowed to say anything, but I mean, you're going to like the small towns and you're seeing some of the craziest shit yeah. probably. Yeah. Like going to the places that they are living the reality of what anti-drag laws mean. Mm-hmm. Talking right. to queer people trans people who are afraid to other drag queens even who are unable to find a place that'll host their shows anymore. So it's like, it was very confronting because I think we sometimes can be a little bit removed. Oh, absolutely. We've created these like queer lives and bubbles around us. So it must be so disconcerting to be out there. But at the same time, like they're still drag queens. They're queer people. They're human beings. Like they find a way to laugh at it. What are their wigs like? About things. What are their wigs like? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, old old school. Okay, I like that. They got the school. fake lace. Really yeah, it's just the, the hair combed the hair down. Combed down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Copy. Yeah. Actually, okay. I tried on a wig like that, and I liked it better than a lace front. The way the hairline like came, I was like, "Wait, is this? Is why this are you new? looking at me like that?" What do you mean? <laughs> I thought it was so cute. Yeah, I think it is. Sometimes it can be done very a, well. A lace front's not everything. Your lace front's beautiful. The, well, it's a little light. It's a, yeah. it's a little light. Yeah. But thank you so it's much for drawing a, attention blowing. to it. You got lipstick on your teeth. <laughs> <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Regeorgia! Regeorgia Chris! Um, but you've been working along with Priyanka, Jada, and Latrice. Like, how iconic. Has it been fun getting to work with them? Yeah, it was very, very fun. Did you know any of them before... Uh, yeah, I had like done one gig with each of them, I okay. think at a certain point, <laughs> like a cool. Christmas tour with Latrice. Sure. And then Priyanka was one of my guests on the big reveal oh, live yes. show. And then Jada She's and a I, fucking powerhouse Priyanka. she is, oh my gosh. Yeah. And the energy levels of the four of us are all over the place, which uh-huh. as you oh, can absolutely. imagine is quite exciting when we're, you know, out in danger. Yes. Uh, it's exactly what you need. One, <laughs> one person turning up, someone else, you know, really going in and, uh, you know, a preacher <laughs> so we got it all wow i'm oh my so gosh. excited to i see that cannot wait to see it show. i think it's gonna be i think it's gonna be wild really yeah. good oh, i can't wait and, and the, the numbers the story of the show creators are that like this was their first for foray into television is correct do you know about this uh the from the like we're here producers johnny and johnny and steven yeah um because steven's been around hollywood for a long time yes, and works but, with a lot of people as like a, a lawyer yes and an, and an agent okay um but they had like dreamed of doing something like this and talked about it and felt like this was a missing piece i, I kind of agree like, yeah to see drag out in the world so it's easier to film us when we're in the studio obviously sure. yeah. <laughs> um, but just to, to put us out into like small town city squares yeah it's exciting it's also great for like people like i mean my mom knows that i'm a drag queen and like has seen me perform her favorite drag queen is blackberry not me and um (laughs) it was just so funny because she like got really into the show because the first episode of season one was from the town that she grew up in and so she was able to like lock in because normally she didn't she like didn't like drag race she was like i don't get it like but watching that she was like so much more locked in and i feel like it was like Rumson or somewhere. Oh, yeah. like, I forget where. Somewhere in Louisiana. I don't care that much um, about her life. Ruston, right? <laughs> Is that um, yeah, Ruston. Yeah, that's Rustin, what it was. Louisiana. And um, that was like where her family was from and everything. And so it was just like interesting that that was like her final like click wow. to like understand stuff. So it does. I think it really does reach a lot more people than like a drag race does. Yeah. That's that's wild. Yeah. To me. I feel like everyone watches drag race. <laughs> and yeah. Then, yeah. But I. Th- yes. 
But also the stories are different. And you're I, like watching real people. I also yeah. think like once a show clicks into like 15, 16 season global franchise, it becomes more of like a staple and a fixture. Then it becomes something that like um, is like affecting a new wave of thinking. Yeah. Right? And, and you know, being just in season four, it's like we're here has so much to sort of climb through, especially with the state of our country right now and like what we're dealing with with the upcoming election. Like it's so important. Do you ever feel like you were in danger in any way? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Definitely. And yeah, you do? like just run? I mean, we we got to like at the very least I always had I traveled with um maybe you met Zoe Zigfield at Nike. Oh yeah, I love Zoe. She was like a burlesque and drag performer and she came as my like assistant sure. basically but like kind of bodyguard because sometimes we'd wrap a scene it's like we've just heard about like horrible violence that happens the crew heads out they like unmike <laughs> us and we're just like in the middle of nowhere there's <laughs> <laughs> two queer people but you know it, we're never alone yeah right? and there's something in that yeah and also like i don't know i feel like i learned how to not be afraid of being queer in public you ever read the subway and drag uh have i read this something that's a no no, I have not. That's enough. But I think I think <laughs> I think you're right. Like living in New York, living in LA, living in these like queer spaces. I even felt w- like I I wore a shirt yesterday that says homosexual tendencies. It's like a Lockwood shirt, yeah. and I wear it all the time. But often I'll wear it like out to a gay club or like here on the podcast or whatever. And yesterday I was just wearing it, and then I was like at the grocery store, and I saw a ton of people like clocking the shirt and i was like oh that's so interesting like even here in los angeles yeah like i maybe would not wear that shirt everywhere and i was out just in public and we are so used to oh we can go to west hollywood or in chicago we can go to lakeview or we can go wherever in these places like if you're visibly queer everyone's taking note Mm -hmm. right yeah yeah if you're with a group they're probably afraid oh yeah so there's some kind of Silly and like empowering in that too. It's like we're nothing to be afraid of, actually. Like, (laughs) so we're something that does remind me of one time when I was in the UK and it was like me, Vander, bitch pudding, and like a couple of people. And we were just walking around. We weren't in drag. We were just hanging out. And uh, numerous restaurants that we tried to go eat at would just turn us away. And they're like, "Oh no, we're full." And we like looked around and we were like, "There's no one in here." And they're like, "Yeah, sorry, you just can't eat here." And then they would like turn us away, and Vander was like, "Listen, y'all, it's because we're queer, and we just have to like move past it." And I was like, "I was about to start a fight with this lady," and Vander was like, "That's not who we want to be here." And I was like, "Oh, you're right. Like, we just need to kind of just have to accept it and move on." And that yeah. feels so wrong. Wow, it's hard like adopting because yeah. you want to like you want to put. We should push back a little. Yeah, to be right. honest. But like also, if you do, then you're like the screaming faggot. Yeah, are you the first time they've had a conversation with like a visibly queer person, and then yeah. how do you? Well, we don't we don't have we, to represent yeah, the whole yeah, yeah. community. We can just be bitches. We can be who we are. The bitches that we really are. The exactly. And now did you have a makeup artist? Uh I we did not have makeup artists this time. Huh. Oh. No Layla McQueen's on the road, huh? Layla McQueen came to do the drag daughters oh, okay. at the very end. Nice. And there's one episode she like did my eye makeup. You can tell because it's next it, level. Look really good. She did my makeup one time and I like almost was like, I'm never taking it off. Tattooed <laughs> it on my face. <laughs> I, I was like epoxy over this <laughs> and like leave it for a year. She's so talented. She's so talented. good. Yeah. Wow. Do you feel like you're doing your life's work now Ooh. or do you oh, feel like you're preparing to do it I, I feel like i'm preparing me too yeah i'm like something exciting, will right? happen soon 
that will be the big thing. Yeah. That's how I feel. The big reveal. Yeah. But you don't feel <laughs> like this is all No, I, I mean, still feel like I'm I'm learning how to do this so that I can take it to the next level. Wow. That's, that's really crazy cool. to hear from you. That's exciting. Well, that's amazing. That's so okay. exciting. Yeah. I mean, it's like all me, coming together. That's just what keeps me excited. Yeah. How about you? Girl, I'm I'm gonna die in two years. Yeah, Who cares? Okay. All right. <laughs> uh we'll take a break and do our last segment. We'll be right back. We're back, Sasha. Ooh, that was good. That was good. No, wait a damn minute. Put that I'm, on the faggot I'm your button. bad Cinderella. <laughs> <laughs> and she sprayed it. Did you? Did you ever see Bad Cinderella? Um, did anyone? No one. No, no one saw Bad no Cinderella. One saw that one. How did those ideas get so far? Because it was down Andrew Lloyd Webber. Like, like he was millions it. of dollars. And it did well in the UK, apparently. No one could say no to him. Yeah, if he's like, oh, he's Cats is gone, Lord you're going to see Cinderella Lord again. That's Cindy. <laughs> you're going to see re-Cinderella. Okay, so we've... Mi- Cinderella. I got to bring her back. She had an attitude. Yeah, well... Now it's time for my favorite segment. We call it... Fuck Talk! This is what's going to lose you, your Emmy. Now, we have callers and listeners call in and tell us fun, interesting, or scary, scary sex stories. Are you ready to listen and judge? Mm-hmm. Sometimes they just ask for advice, too. Oh, yeah. And we're unqualified. Here we go. Yeah. What up, sloppy fucks? Um, I want to tell you guys the time that I sucked a broken dick. So, there was this guy that I randomly hooked up with, and he had a dick that was broken from... Uh, I believe it was a woman that he was having sex with, and she was riding him and bent the wrong way, and it literally snapped. Um, So from his shaft to, like, I'm sorry, from the base to the shaft, uh, like middle shaft, um, can still get erect. Everything after that to the tip is soft. But it was one of the best sticks that I sucked because when deep-throating, which he was nine inches erect, and because he can't get erect, he was like a good seven. Still good. But when deep throating, the softness is down your throat. So it's not jabbing and trying to rearrange my throat. It actually like sticks to my throat. And then the hard part's in my mouth, which is good. So, uh, yeah. Um, we so. didn't, uh, we stopped talking. So I don't know what happened. He probably got fixed. He had doctors lined up and it was Does apparently it fixable. And I know it was painful, he said, in the beginning, but then it just lost the feeling, but still gets so the sensation good. of getting horny and stuff. Oh. Wow. So, we yeah. just got advice. Uh, still is a good dick. And yeah, I just learned work. something. In the best. <laughs> um, that's all. What Goodbye! We didn't have any better calls for Sasha Valor. We had broken dick calls. Broken call. dick calls. I had never this heard a about a broken dick. Have Soft you heard? On the Johnny's back there being like, cut it. <laughs> I just think it's interesting because I think that if the soft part was in my throat, it would be harder to breathe than if it was 
hard and there was a little space for air around it. I think that that man is a liar and he needs to go see a doctor because I've known people that have broken their dicks and like it heals normal, like back to normal. You just have to like, they just kind of, they reset it. Really? Reset it? There's no bone in there. No, but when you crack the cartilage like that, when it's fully full of blood and it breaks the cartilage, that has to reheal. Not Sasha Velour, but Sasha Belly. Crack the code. Crack, crack the, the code. Crack the dick. Oh, yeah, there was another Sasha. We yes. kind of forget about it. Well, now she's Frisbee Jenkins. Frisbee Jenkins. We love and she has a unibrow. She really came for your whole gig. Oh, wow. She's like, she took my name. Did you see when Alaska dressed up like you? I just saw that. Thoughts? Um, she looked good. <laughs> <laughs> she looked... Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, broken dick. I also, I just love that, like, like you said, all bodies are unique. All Some bodies people are, are gonna have a half broken dick. Maybe that's just like how his dick was. Yeah, he I made up a maybe, story. Yeah. yeah. Next call. Yeah. Anything to get away from that. Hi, Meat Dip. I have a friend entering his fifties, recently divorced, in a really good place. Got it all going on. He's about 5'4", very athletic build. You know, he looks good in everything from overalls to a three-piece suit. He's very annoying. But when he told me about the divorce, initially I was shocked or whatever. But then he said, no, don't worry. We're both really excited for the change. And then he told me that he was excited to finally, quote, unquote, try men. But now after a few years of dating women and being disappointed, having his heart broken, yada, yada, he's still wanting to date men but is afraid to make that move. And now, as a person who strongly believes that there are way too many straights in the world, I'm doing my best to support and encourage him to get over his nervousness and internalize homophobia. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I even told him about your podcast and how men literally meet up Don't. with each other just for That's a quick stop and fuck with no questions asked. And that was very arousing to him. Oh. But he's still afraid to make that jump. So I wanted to ask your advice for a queer questioning daddy to finally make the switch. Thank you. Goodbye. Shoshana B. Shoshana B. <laughs> she was the best alphabet. What do you mm-hmm. think? I think that if the idea of just a quick, no-nonsense hookup with someone is arousing to this person, then maybe that should be their first foray, and they mm-hmm. should download an app and, like, lay it all out there yeah. and be like, I've never actually been with a man, blah, 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 like, make no it No one very... is going to believe that, first No, absolutely of all. not. But... Well, a lot of our callers will call in and be like, I turned a man, blah, blah, blah. And we're like, it's a fake story. So there are gullible folks out there. We literally had had someone call in and be like, someone was pretending to be an Amazon worker just to get quickies. He like (gasps) came with the vest. And then when he left, he goes, oh, I'm not really an Amazon guy. It's just like what I do. That's hot. I know, right? (laughs) But yeah, I think the apps or like, because if he's, mildly, you know, dealing with, like, homophobia or, like, whatever, going to a gay bar is going to send him over the edge. It might be too overwhelming. Yeah. So a little anonymous. Something like that. My advice was a little bit opposite, but I do fear that it will become too overwhelming because our, party. our caller mm-hmm. is saying they're into, the like, the idea of an anonymous hookup and the idea of just something purely sexual, but they haven't taken the plunge. There are so many ways to take the plunge. You can hop on your phone. You can find it. There are all of these apps. There are all these websites. But this, you know, daddy is not willing to, like, jump. Mm-hmm. I think he needs to physically put himself in that space to sort or of he see. He needs to go to a bathhouse. Yeah, to just oh, sort of see. Yeah. 
But I also think going to a bathhouse, he'll leave there and then only date women for the next 10 years. Because we get wild and crazy in the bathhouse. Maybe on a Tuesday night? Yeah. It's probably what he's been looking. It sounds like what he's been waiting for. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. doesn't believe it's that easy. I think to go physically to the space and see, and also know that based on your description caller... He's going to be busy. He's going to be He's going to be popular. It's going to be grabby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. I that's that's my advice. That's what do you advice. think? Um just never have sex again. Slay. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kind of approved? No. Oh, not okay. <laughs> just like bad advice. Do you know what? Look at me, I'm bald. Look at her, she's bald and covered in tattoos. That's not a prude. I don't know. Mm. There's no like there's no like band around your upper elbow like a fisting tattoo. <gasps> <laughs> there it is. Wow, well, not with these it's floral. large hands. Hit the play button, faggot. I, I have one more. You're going to hate all these calls. The call, the call box is empty. Callers, you did great. It's not you. It's not you. They're Press either play. three it's minutes your friends. long. Mm, which I don't like those long calls. You don't like the long ones, so I don't even play the three minutes. Or they Or there calls dragging this, you. This last one was calls dragging you. Oh, yeah, oh everyone hates them. Press play. <laughs> I don't, I, okay. You're going to hate it. It's okay. All right. Hi, I have a fuck talk story, but it's a gross one. (laughs) So one time my partner and I decided to go to a birthday party that was going to end in a sex party. I'd never been to a sex party, but I was like, all right, I'll give it a shot. So I prepare, I'm douching, we go, you know, the water is, you know, running clean before we leave and we get there <laughs> immediately i can tell it's like a pup party which i'm you know not necessarily into but no shade to people who are you so are. anyway i'm already like i'm not really feeling this but you know we have a few drinks we're there for a little bit i'm starting to warm up to the idea and other people i can see are like changing clothes into their pup gear and starting to gear up for the second okay. half of the party so i you know after having a few drinks i need to go Relieve myself. I go to the bathroom to take a piss, and I accidentally let out some dirty douche water, and it goes down my tights. It was cold in Chicago winter, so I had long underwear on. The smell was horrific. I had no idea how that happened. Apparently, there was still some douche water still trapped up inside me. No idea how, but it just went all down my legs, in my long johns, and I'm like, freaking the fuck out because this is a party with like 20 or 30 people and oh, i can like yeah, i'm in there yes. for like 20 minutes i'm like febrezing the inside of my pants i'm oh, doing whatever enough. i can and i, I can just hear people out in the party being like who the fuck would shit at a party oh god it's so gross i'm like oh god they can smell it this is horrible this is horrible and i'm like so i i get myself cleaned up i'm febrezed to hell down in my pants and i feel comfortable enough to leave. I go out to meet my partner who's, you know, there with me. And I'm just texting him, sitting next to him, going, we have to leave. I'm freaking out. And long story short, we did not stay for the sex party. And, um, yeah, first and only sex party I've ever been to. Goodbye. (laughs) Okay. What you should have done, since you shit your tights, is you take your pants off mm-hmm. and then you take the tights off and hopefully there's a window in the bathroom. You throw them and out. You throw them out. The you get rid of those tights. Window. You don't save you them. Ball, yeah. Why They're are you gone. trying to Febreze them? Those are not useful anymore. Nope. Yeah. You ball it up. You put it at the bottom of the trash can. You pick up whatever's in there. Put yep. it at the bottom. Mm-hmm. You leave. You wipe your body down and leave. Yeah. Why would you want to Febreze your crotch? 
Well, I think he said it was cold outside and you need his long underwear to go home. You needed your shitty tights? You needed <laughs> it was gonna your wet shitty, shitty tights? Febreze tights? And also, how about the ventilation in the bathroom that people outside the bathroom are going, oh, it smells. Who's shitting at a party? It sounds if that was happening, it was even worse than what he described. Yeah, I think he 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 rocketed that shit everywhere all over that yeah. room. You need to wait a little longer after douching before getting into your car and going to the party, the yeah. sex party. You got to do your little jumping jacks. You got to do the jumping your fiber. Jacks. You know, douching is a little overrated, I think. That's what we've talked it's about on this podcast. Yeah. So oven. many people have a- yeah. called in and asked, and it's like, it's more about what you're eating and like yeah. the fiber intake than the water you're putting up your booty hole. Exactly. Also, mm-hmm. don't judge trouble. a pup party. Like, who cares? It's a sex party. Who cares if they're putting on all their gear and stuff? Caller said it's, it's not high tea, but no judgment. Oh, okay. I thought he was like, and it turned out to be a pup party. It's like, who cares? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, as a dog owner, <laughs> poop is everywhere. It is. It happens so all the time. The dogs. They, they were good boys. <laughs> they should have been very accepting, if not excited. <laughs> by if, the uh, yeah, they should have been sniffing it up. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it. There we you, did, we it, did it. <laughs> thank you incredible. so much for being oh, here. For I had me. such a wonderful time with you. It was wonderful being Why do you look scared? Well, we just had a call come in six minutes ago. Do you have time? What do you All got right. else going on today? Nothing. Should we just hear it to yeah, see if it's better yeah, than one of the see other if ones? It's better, yeah. Okay. Okay, so I no. have a gross story. Um, basically, I Are went to gross? fuck this guy on Grinder, who like I've seen in my neighborhood for years. Ooh, this and, one's like, fat shaming. For some reason, okay. he's like never responded to me, but this time he did. Like years later, um, also like I showed up and he was like fifteen pounds heavier than in his photos. Not that that matters. Like, I was still, like, pretty Then why'd you say it? Mm-hmm. Then why'd you uh, say But, like, in the middle of it, like, we're, like, on the bed, like, foreplay, blah, blah, blah. Um, blah, blah, blah. He just, like, spits in my fucking face with no warning or discussion of that. And, like, it killed the mood for a second, and we quickly picked up where we left off. But I was kind of like, you need to tell me this. Like, yeah. this, is, this is a lot. Yeah. Like it, it was not on the t- on the menu that we were featuring that night. Let's just say that. So, yeah. is that what would you do? Okay, love you guys. Bye. I'd spit right back. <laughs> You'd spit and slap. Yeah. Oh, I'd spit and slap. Yeah. That's I'd be like, well, and really now we're having more there. fun. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you like that? <laughs> I feel like sometimes when the guys get in the spit, it's like. It goes further than the like saliva swap and the mm. like intimate. Like when they start going, <sighs> it's. I don't want that. I don't want that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they'll get their throat cleared and then put it on you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's And I that's also, a lot. I would have spit back. I would have spit back and been like, huh, is that what we're doing now? Right? What yeah. did you do? Yeah. I it think that's what that the, guy was hoping for. It depends oh, on the position. Probably. Because if you're laying down and he spits on you and then you try to spit, but then it just kind of gets on. No, I go, hold on. (laughs) You hear the bed creaking as I roll. Switch, switch. switch, If you can spit on someone's face from a bottom position, that's quite impressive. That is. You got to spit. Trajectory. You know who used to spit on me all the time? Tiffany New York Pollard. 
I would oh, make yeah. her spit on my face and then slap, slap me. You. And we worked together a few times, and every single time I would do it. And on the last one, she goes, baby, we can't keep doing that. People think I hate the gays. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. She also, when she travels, she has uh, she hires a person to watch her drinks. Smart. When she goes out, because she's terrified that gay people are going to drug her. Gay people specifically. Well, I've only worked with every gay men. Events. It must be men. <laughs> but men. Sorry, I didn't mean that. It's just every event that was a gay. She's event. At a right. Gay it club. doesn't only. Men. Yeah. It was just men. Men are trash. And dogs are not. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Sloppy Seconds. You can follow us at Sloppy Pod. You can send us an email at sloppysecondspod at gmail.com or call in with your own fuck talk story to 213-536-9180. You can follow us on Instagram at Big Dipper Jelly and Spiciest Meatball or Fat Drag Meatball on Twitter. Thank you so much for listening this week. And Sasha, where can everyone find you? You can find me, Sasha Velour, at... Instagram and there's an underscore on the Twitter one and my website sashablur.com where you can catch my latest tour dates. And buy the book, you buy dumb the book, faggots. honey, the big reveal, divas. It's wonderful. It's huge. It's big. It's really big. It's a big <laughs> reveal. And if you want to sign up for Mom Plus Gold so you can get early access to shows, ad-free shows, special video content, monthly bonus episodes of Sloppier Seconds, and so much more, sign up at mompodcast.plus to become a Mom Plus Gold member. Anything else, Meatball? It's our last show of the year. <gasps> Bye, bitch. <laughs> See you in hell, bitch. Enjoy your holiday season. And remember... Bye. <laughs> to get access to our full uncensored video episodes ad-free and one day early, sign up for Mom Plus Gold at mompodcasts.plus. Sloppy Seconds is produced by Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Big Dipper and Meatball. Engineered by Margot Padilla. Editing and sound design by William Pitts. Executive produced by Willem, Alaska Thunderfuck, Big Dipper, and Joe Cilio. Our artwork was drawn by Christian Cimarroni. And our theme song was written by Mike Malarkey.